everyone. Welcome to the Come Up and Use podcast. This is Ty, and this is episode 41, and we have... Brett. Um, <laughs> so what did you think of that uh, role reversal, Ty, where you introduced the episode instead of me? What a switch. What a change. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to keep the listeners on their toes. Yep. <laughs> But as Ty said, this is the Come Up and Reviews podcast, and um, we're now going to go on our return voyage. For those of yes. you that have been following our uh, two-part series about basically place names, yeah, place titles, all your favorites, and we still have some LA left. Well, we'll get to that in a second. So, but we got our segments. Yes, we do, and um, I guess we will do our cliche of the day. It's a cliche <laughs> today. Yeah, it's a maximum breakout. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's. Should I say what it is? Go ahead. It's usually you will hear this bit of dialogue, which is nothing personal, just business. <laughs> it's something you hear a lot if you watch a lot of these action and, you know, even thriller and suspense movies where it's, it's nothing personal, it's just business or some sort of bad dealings are going on. Usually a hitman usually says that, or maybe a businessman, like an evil businessman. Right. So it's like, nothing more, it's just business. And like, no, and then they're pew, pew. <laughs> Right. Usually after those words, someone gets killed, usually by gun with a silencer. Yes, usually. I'd say 90% of the time. <laughs> and you will hear that great noise. Pew. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, pew. Which is different from the uh, noise lasers make. Oh, which is? Pew pew. <laughs> Did they have pew pew lasers in that movie called No Time to Die? Or not really, right? Uh, well, it was sold. We were we were sold on the fact that No Time to Die, the one with John Philip Law, yeah, um, had pew pew lasers, and um, it did, I guess, but it oh. it was very lackluster. We were sold a bill of goods. <laughs> it, it, it didn't deliver the pew pew like we were hoping for no it, just, it took forever to shoot that laser off the rock which i think um we talked about in the no episode maybe that's why you think of it <laughs> oh we did huh. yeah i remember no the episode and i think no time to die was part of that uh, oh episode <laughs> so there's at least two other movies called no time to die but i believe oh. this is the first one. Oh, okay do you know the other one well, there's one with Tracy Lords. Oh, that's a time to die. I think. Oh, a time to die, not no time to die. Okay, so then there's one other movie called No Time to Die. <laughs> it's a Bond movie that came out most recently, I guess. Right. Well, I don't think it's come out yet because of a certain thing. But it's slated to come out. It, it's slated to come out very soon. Hopefully, hopefully this year would be good. So. So, I wonder if they knew about the John Philip Law laser movie or not. Oh yeah, and then they just stole it. You know, they do it all the time, you know, like uh, Bad Company or oh, Black yeah. Sheep or uh, what's another Body Count. Oh, Body Count's like through here, four of those. <laughs> so, um, trying to think any more examples of these uh, no, just personal, just business. Usually a villain says it. So it's usually, never, or almost know. always, yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting. I, I'm trying to, I think there's another, I think there's a movie called Nothing Personal. It's like an yeah, Irish there is. Drama. I, I've never seen that. I saw a long time ago uh, when we were working at Best Video, and it was okay. Typical Irish drama, like, you know, the craze or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but see, the, the tagline for the movie could be dot, 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 just business. You know? Oh, 
And that reminds me, there's a movie called Just Business. It has Gina Gershon. I haven't seen it, but it's definitely made in Canada. That's all I know. Interesting. So if someone wants to do a double feature, they could watch Nothing Personal and Just Business. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to do that. <laughs> well, on that note, we could move on to our uh, Should Have Been an Action Star. Oh, okay. Sounds great. Should Have Been an Action Star. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I know you sing it a little different every time, I think. Because uh, last time it was a ballady version. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Well, this one is a listener request. Yes, it's from our Uncle Alan, who gave us Pablo Picasso, by the way. (laughs) So it shows he's thinking uh, (laughs) about these things. And um, his suggestion is Martha Stewart. (laughs) This is good because he said that she was already in jail. So that makes sense. So she's already a hardened criminal. So right. She has, she's tough. Yeah. Yeah. She's tough. She has street cred. And maybe, hmm, I thought maybe it could kind of be like Live by the Fist or one of those prison movies. Well, yeah. I was thinking it could be like Escape Plan or something. Yeah. <laughs> it could be Escape, Escape Plan 4, which yes. has Sly and Martha Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> Martha and the Escape Plan. Oh, okay. I can't do a Martha Stewart impression. But just, <laughs> I did watch that movie, the one with Sybil Shepherd as Martha Stewart. It was entertaining. I was just about to mention that to you about like you read my mind on that. <laughs> yeah, Martha Inc. Right. Yeah. Was there another Martha movie or <sighs> was one, there? Right? I was convinced. If there was, I, I would watch it. But uh, was that pre-jail? I think it was pre-jail, right? I I, I think it ended. But they were going to jail. In like, 2003, Martha Stewart went to jail. Yeah, I think <laughs> like, that's what happened in that. But I actually can't really remember. Because why else would they make the movie if not for the jail incident? It's true, because usually she's kind of boring. You know, if you like Martha Stewart, awesome. But she's, you know, <laughs> kind of a monotone voice, but it's perfect for revenge. So, so. Like, she, nothing, it's just kind of a soothing voice, like nothing personal, just business. <laughs> and she could have like a gun with a silencer inside a turkey oh, or something perfect. it'd be Maybe like a thanksgiving with all the place settings because that's what she's known oh, for yes and all of it explodes and all these like kind of you know and like in the final battle it's like when you, she fights you know the typical drug dealers from after she escapes from jail because she's framed for a tax right, right. see perfect yeah. yeah or you know it's like the the, the knife on the left hand side <laughs> like gets thrown at you or something yeah, and then she perfect. like has her place settings and she throws a knife oh i, I love that i totally like be in the middle and then because i need a little bit burst of action for the super climax mm. so that would be a great movie but of course i cannot think of a title maybe uh deadly reservation or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay I, I, yeah that i can see that yeah well, um because you know how in these also <clears throat> in these prison movies yeah there's usually someone who's sort of like the boss of the prison, like the, the inmate with all the privileges who kind of yes. runs things. <laughs> I would imagine that would be her. Yes. She, well, she has to kind of move up the ranks a little bit. She won't be in prison the whole movie. Cause that's, no, no, no. It's only like the first third. Yeah. And then she she gets released on good behavior because she's you know, being nice about her place settings. And then she's out for revenge. Delgado already died, you know, in the last <laughs> episode. They were talking well, about. not in this movie, he didn't. Delgado's back. Maybe Delgado. Delgado Jr. I'm going to think of some new drug dealer names for next episode, I promise. Okay. 
Well, but in what they call the prison she went to, Camp Cupcake. Yes. So, <laughs> Camp Dead Cake, Camp Blood Cake. So it's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, well, then, that, we can work on that. But it, that will go right to the cliche that we talked about before. End of the line. Right, which she'd show up with her. She's holding her towel, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and someone says the, that. I can think of the video cover. Maybe you, you stroll through your local video mom and pop store. You see deadly reservation, and then you see Martha Stewart. She has a she has a gun like right in your face. One of those '90s ones. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like like it's not her arm in yes. her hand. Where it's like, um, you know, one of those things where it's way bigger in the perspective than absolutely. I think. People know what I'm talking about, right? Where, yeah. you, you know, they post on like a bigger hand and it's sort of like the perspective is such that it looks like it's kind of pointing right at you. It's like in your face. It's really a good example of that. I think, well, John Wick poster has that, but it's kind of like, it looks cooler. <laughs> but if you yeah, look I'm up to John Wick, a 90s one. Yeah, what's a good 90s one? Um, I can't think of one. Oh, maybe, uh, oh, maybe like a Tarantino slog one. Not, not double. Well, didn't uh, Eric Roberts? Um, oh, Hitman's uh, Run. Hitman's, Hitman's Run. Run. Didn't that, isn't that more? Yes, that's one? a 90s one, and he has a gun on the cover, like just like you described. So that's perfect. He's had Martha Stewart. <laughs> All right. So that was yeah. that. So I guess we'll get into the uh, subject at hand. So as, as we stroll back through the place names that we've got, what comes up next? Well, thanks to. Uh, Dave, you know, our buddy who gave us Burning Vengeance, he said we forgot yes. LA Wars. So I was like, wait, oh, so okay, so we have to mention that. I mean, that's so, a, what an oversight. I mean, so, yeah, I was so excited about LA Bounty, I forgot about LA Wars. So, which is so understandable, we'll but LA Wars is, is something special. Absolutely. So we'll just start there and then we'll keep going in the uh, California area. So, LA Wars, you gotta love that one. You have Vince Murdaco at his best. Yes. And, and uh, now, thanks to the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, more people can see it. Yeah, it was very rare at the time. Like we we had to watch it on uh, I think YouTube, something like that. So, or I think it was YouTube or Amazon Prime. But it was like, what is this? Very niche. It's like in the I don't call it the dregs of Amazon Prime, but it was way back <laughs> in the back. Yeah, but so, now it, it's it's readily available. Well, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember the plot of LA Wars. Just, cause well, we it was Vince Murdaco is a cop on the edge. And right. He sort of has to infiltrate this gangster's family. Oh, that's know. right. That's like a Romeo and Juliet. Yes, yes, yes. And he's made by a lot of the people that did PM movies, even though the movie itself is not a PM, but it has some of the PM people behind it. You can tell. So what I remember from this is it was kind of like second to um, Stick Fighter in terms of its vibe and its yes. uh, feel. <laughs> I love Stick Fighter. Cute yeah, I mean... It, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keely, if you're listening, we love that movie. And this is like that. If you like Stick Fighter, you'll like L.A. Wars. Very similar feel, similar vibe. Yes. Because um, he plays um, Jack, Jake Quinn. And yes. we said that imagine if Zach Morris was an L.A. cop of an attitude problem. So. <laughs> well, <laughs> I said he was a cop on the edge. He wears high waisted pants so he can kick people more easily. He's a regular yeah. at Victorio's Pizza. <laughs> yeah, that, that sounds right. 
Now I want to rewatch it. I think I got the the Blu-ray, so maybe I will uh, rewatch it very very soon. So <laughs> you should. And there's some good extras. I think there's an interview with Vincent Murdaco and uh, an interview with the director. This is off yeah, top I want to my hear head. Your insights. So because it's, it's probably a wacky movie to make. You know, probably fund. Probably a lot of work goes into that. Yeah, that's pretty much what they said. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, it's good to even forget about that one. No, I'm gonna no. jump because there are a lot of movies to uh, mention. I'm gonna jump right to the next one. Which is a Chuck Norris, which did not mention with Mitch, which is Slaughter in San Francisco. Right. Too bad Mitch isn't here to yeah. contribute to this. It would be cool um, if you like, let's get him on the line. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, this isn't live radio. Ah, is that, I wonder if that's possible. Well, let me look into that. Call, do people call in? I, I'm on the case on that one. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> but anyway... Um, it's an earlier Chuck, right? It's yeah, Don Wong and Chuck Norris. Yeah, it's kind of well. There are a lot of Chuck movies we didn't mention. We didn't mention um, A Force of One or The Octagon or um, oh, that's a good point. Or some other ones. Yeah, yeah, well, I think that might have gotten a quick mention. Oh, it did okay. Oh, I think yeah. I don't remember the but, other movie. Mentioned. Yeah. Oh, the I mean, it wasn't oh, supposed to be a. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be a, a complete list of Chuck movies, but we didn't mention those. They just, I guess, they didn't rank in anybody's list. Um, and I <laughs> no, feel no. like this would kind of be with those. It's it's not oh. bad in any way, but it's not, you know, in the top uh, tier of Chucks. Absolutely agree with that because it's like, well, the Chuck movie you watch when you're out of the prime Chucks. So yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, oh right, Slaughter in San Francisco. Yeah, all right, I'll, I'll give it a watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that pretty much says it all. Well, I'm going to go to another movie in the California area, which is the last one. Beverly Hills Brats. <laughs> yeah, we just watched recently, and it's a lot yeah. of fun. I reviewed it all those years ago. It's so much fun. you got to love Scooter Miller. Yeah, Montgomery Scooter Miller. For a little bit. So. Well, it's a very catchy song. <laughs> um, actually, there's a lot of good music in it, but the main theme song is very catchy. It has Martin Sheen, I think Ramon Sheen. Um, uh, a bunch of other good people, and oh, you know, Bert Young. Oh yeah, Bert Young's really good in it. Yeah. And and it's a very lovable kind of comedy. Not entirely sure why it's on the website. It doesn't really fit the website. I but, think it's because um, I was just needed material, you know, just it's, right it's in the early days. Content. Yeah, it's like, well, what do we got? Beverly Hills Brats. All right. <laughs> yeah, I guess not too many people have talked about this movie, but it deserves some wider recognition. It's a. It's an '80s, I don't want to say classic, but no, it's 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 a great. gem that yeah, it's it's a gem that people should watch. I think the song is so catchy. Too much money, too much time. <laughs> yeah, so it's, you'll be singing yeah. it too. Yes, you will. Um, well, but that's the last one. Because what about Terror in Beverly Hills? Is that not on the list? Oh my goodness. Uh oh, terribly. Wait, wait. What? That's the one with Frank Stallone. Well, that and what's the, uh, the one with um, Ken oh, Wall? Of Beverly Hills. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. We'll do those, those are on the list. I completely forgot about those. Uh, <laughs> really tie, 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 tie. <laughs> First oh, LA Wars, and now this. Oh, I thought I had all of them because I had like I have like twelve more now. So, all right. So taking a Beverly Hills. All right. Yeah, Ken Wall. He has a mullet. Um, <laughs> it's not the best movie. No, let's be was, honest. There's a lot of ridiculous soundtrack choices. It's silly. Uh, not much to recommend on that one. And I guess Robert Dobby was good in it. I guess. 
We didn't really plan to talk about it, but no, um, that's a quick aside there. I can remember those. Pantera Room Beverly Hills, that has a uh, hack stone. <laughs> I love in the beginning of Terror and Beverly Hills, like you think it's Hackstone, you think it's Hackstone, and wait, was that Hackstone? <laughs> For anyone who might be confused, in the movie, Frank Stallone's name is Hackstone. Yes. And I think he wasn't on he wasn't in the movie for a while, but they tried to hide it. So <laughs> Right. They show this faraway shot of someone climbing down a rope and it's supposed to be Hackstone. Or it's supposed to be Frank Stallone. But it's not. It's really not. And then eventually, oh, here's Frank Stallone. <laughs> There's also a shootout at the old bean factory. Yes, that's one of the best lines of all time. It's like, there's a shootout at the old bean factory. It's kind of like bar fight at the chili factory. Right, not to be confused with that, with the Patriot, which I think we mentioned on the Mitch episode. We, did. we sure did. He's like, he said he hasn't seen it. Well, uh, most people haven't, to be fair. I think I told him not to feel yeah, bad. But, you I know, don't feel bad. Tara Beverly, Tara, <laughs> you know, was that, a, that wasn't an AIP, was it? Tara yeah, it Beverly was. Oh, it was. Okay. Because that's my memories. It is very AIP. Yeah, it's a fun one. I wonder if they'll get a copy. It's, it's kind of expensive. So I don't want to shell out like 50 bucks, you know. <laughs> wasn't it a game exchange for like two bucks? I wasn't. Yeah, it was. But I, I wasn't sure what that was. So I didn't really take a chance, you know. But then we finally got to watch it. It's like I should have taken a chance. <laughs> well, for the Hackstone factor alone. I would think he would I take a chance. I want to be Hackstone. Well, it's like, don't we all? <laughs> so I think we're out of Beverly Hills. Um, we can move on to Las Vegas. So our next one is Las Vegas Warrior. So Not a good movie. No, it's a total dud. It's uh, he's kind of a junky, chintzy punch fighter. Don't really recommend this one. I don't remember much. Do you remember it's like an annoying reporter? Does that ring a yeah, bell? That, yeah, vaguely, but I, because this movie is so poor, I don't have a lot of memories of it. It's just, yeah, you described it perfectly. It's it's a punch fighter, but it has this very cheap, chintzy look to it. There's, there's, you don't get invested in the plot. It's boring. It's not shot very well. It really has a lot going against it. Yeah, we were saying that there's a guy named Jimmy Olsen, but no relation to the Daily Planet. Oh. <laughs> And then, <laughs> uh, okay, so <laughs> the, the the main character is like this kind of uh, Japanese karate man, and his, his name is Suck. So wait a second. <laughs> it's almost like they knew something. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's ridiculous. I mean, <laughs> I can't I can't talk about it's so ridiculous. Um. Hmm. Well, I was going to yeah, say, it's almost like in Laser Moon. Oh, yeah, sorry. Right. No, As in Laser Moon, when Tracy Lord says, this movie sucks. It's almost like yeah. they knew something. Because they're trying to, it's not even shot in Vegas, it's shot in Canada. So we shouldn't have called Las Vegas Warrior. We should. We said we should have called it New Brunswick Warrior. Yeah, well, if they wanted to be fair with the audience, I guess they could have done that. So we, I would definitely uh, skip that one. The good news is people probably won't be confronted with that you know it's only for completists that are trying to see every punch fighter you know it's it's not like you'll say oh i i'm in a store and there's las vegas warrior i have to buy it i mean i don't see that scenario playing out well it's funny i found that at game exchange i bought that 
didn't buy Terra in Beverly Hills. <laughs> not the same day, but I mean, it was. <laughs> Live and learn. Well, how do you know it wasn't the same day? I would have to have an amazing memory. <laughs> I guess we can go to the next movie, which is. Now, this is not really a movie per se. It's a documentary. It's on the site called Cheating Las Vegas. <laughs> well, I've never seen this, so you're going to have to talk about this. It's just a documentary of the high-tech world of cheaters and James Woods as a narrator. So Is that why you like, watched it? Yeah. And it's like I can't do a James Woods impression, but, you know, he talks fast and it's, it's kind of fun to watch. It's like, here come the cheaters. You know, it's like, it's kind of, <laughs> he's not that fast talking. And I remember he's kind of slow going. Um, I'm trying to see what else I said about this one because this is. Well, is this another one of those I need material for the website movies? Absolutely. (laughs) So there's not much to say about this, but don't cheat at the casinos. You know they're always watching. So. (laughs) Well, didn't you say they have cameras in the dice? That's my guess. You know. All right. I I remember I took like a brief video at the our casino Mohegan Sun, or I almost got in trouble. (laughs) Yeah, that woman yelled at you. It's like, hey, no video, no, no flash photography. It's like, oh, <laughs> I still have the video, though. Because I think, you know, our sister was doing well. So like, oh, I'll take a video. I'm like, oh, no video, because that's cheating. <laughs> right, I right. I, I should have watched Cheating in Las Vegas. And then I could have. Well, you did watch Cheating in Las Vegas, but it was like 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't remember much about it. <laughs> well, maybe it's time well, for it's, a rewatch. Well, it's, it's, what is it? It's a mixture of security tapes and talking heads. So. <laughs> and James so, Woods. And James Woods. Well, what's funny is I couldn't really find many pictures about this movie, so I just found a picture of James Woods like at a card table from like, <laughs> on oh, the wow. site. Well, like, that oh, was <laughs> that was uh, clever of you. Yeah, <laughs> uh. it's not from the movie itself. It's just him like I'm just gambling, man. It's like <laughs> I guess. Hmm. Here's what I put in the review. It says one cheater has a jeweler and has melted fake silver coins that look like casino coins. And then he won a ton of money because he put him in the slot machine after that. Uh, but it says, of course, he got caught. <laughs> All right. I, wow, I guess I really love this movie. So seek this movie out. You'll have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good one of those things they might play on the History Channel. Yeah, like Western tech. You know? Or uh, what's the other one? Well, it's usually just Hitler, but now it, well, it used to be. <laughs> now it has well, like you a know Hitler channel right it's, uh, yeah, well that's what the h stood channel? for yeah what's that well that's what that little h stood for yeah <laughs> well i think it's the american heroes channel but i think it's the american hitler channel it's all hitler yeah. it's ridiculous well it's like the um you know they have other historical shows like swamp people and um... <laughs> well, another show it's called like the world after people or something like that, that. I think I've seen that around on the guy. It's, it's, it's like after 50 years, buildings are unkempt and not taken care of and the metal gets rusty. It's like, wow, why is this on television? Wow. <laughs> like, wow. Like, <laughs> it, like, it's probably hard to get a show greenlit. Do we really need to know that buildings are in disrepair after like 50 years? I mean... <laughs> I think we just need product for your history channel. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, world's, so. in, world's in the... Needs help. Yeah, put it on TV. It's just like, yeah, all right. <laughs> it's like, Here's some rusted pipes. It's, it's like, like the plants are growing and no one's cutting them. It's like, why is this a show? Then mow the dang lawn, bro. <laughs> well, there's no people on her. So oh, right. no, no one can mow the lawn anymore. Right. All the people are gone. But how do they know? It's like, well, that's true. They don't know what would happen. 
you know, people could go away and then there could be like really surprising things that happen. There could be either people living in a bunker or maybe mutants. How do they know? Like a biodome kind of situation. <laughs> yeah, it's Polly Shore and Stephen Baldwin finally come out of their biodome and the world is gone. That could be the sequel. See? Biodome 2. See, we come up with all kinds of ideas on this show. Hmm. Biodome 2. Worlds apart. <laughs> it writes itself. Hey, they're both alive. Paul Shore and Steve Baldwin. <laughs> See, big for seriousness. Paul Shore. <laughs> Steve Baldwin. Yeah. <laughs> Paul Shore. See, if Jury Duty was like serious, well, Jury Duty is basically a comedic version of 12 Angry Men anyway. But it'd be funny mm. if it was like actually serious. It's like he has like a suit and tie. He's not just goofing around. So. He really should have done a bid for seriousness, Paul. Because, yeah, I am uh, <laughs> calling I him guess Paul it's never now. too late. It's not too late. I don't think he's ever really done anything serious. Well, he's in that movie called Red Letters I bought with Peter Coyote and Ernie Hudson. Maybe he's serious in that, but I don't remember. I think he's well, not. <laughs> so I'll have to rewatch it and find out. <laughs> yes, you must. All right, what's next? So, okay, this is interesting. Now, we're going to jump over hmm. we'll jump over to uh, around the world with china strike force so well uh, you might as well just get this out of the way and say what this movie is famous for well first off if you haven't heard of this movie it has mark the costcos and coolio and coolio says the infamous line <laughs> oh not coolio i'm sorry there's these detectives on the trail of coolio and mark the costcos they're drug dealers and then the partner says about Coolio, whose name is Coolio in the movie. So Coolio yeah, plays that's an important thing to mention, yeah. that his Coolio. Coolio's name in the movie is Coolio. Yes. So the partner says, Coolio killed my partner. <laughs> um, it just it sounds funny to hear that because he's a guy named Coolio who's not Coolio, yeah. who just happens to have that name in the movie. <laughs> it just, it's just, I can't even, I'm speechless. It just, so for that reason look. alone, it's, I think it's worth seeing that movie at least once. It's a fun movie, if I remember. It's, it's a lot of fast-paced Hong Kong action, and it's, you know, it's silly fun. I mean, if you remember, there's like a big fight, like on this kind of window that's going high up in the air. Do you remember this? Hey, right. That's towards the end, right? Yeah. And I think Coolio didn't do his own, uh, you know, ADR. It was very obvious. Like, why is he not telling like Coolio anymore? <laughs> oh, because it's this other Coolio. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a fun one. I, never, I would seek it out. I can get it for cheap. I got it for a couple bucks. Um, all right, we're going to... We're going international still. We're going to move over to Mission Manila. <laughs> now, do you remember this one, Brett? Well, let's start talking about it, too, the audience. <laughs> Sure. I just have to double check one thing on here. So here we go. It stars Larry Wilcox as Webb Webster. Right, Webb. And the movie's also called Webb in some places. Yes. Yeah, so Webb, 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 in quote, Webster, <laughs> Wilcox, is a mustachioed American gentleman who travels to Manila <laughs> to find his missing brother. And then uh, it's kind of like a mishmash of these kind of movies like Sweet Revenge or Best Revenge and uh, Merchants of War stuff like that it's The not, Guy Standing 
To die stand. Well, that was <laughs> that's an awesome title. <laughs> Not an awesome movie, unfortunately. No. A great title and great cover. It was very boring, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> we said that Larry Wilcox is uh, is free from the ball and chain that was Eric Estrada from Chip. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and this is as close as we're going to get to just Wilcox being on his own getting revenge. Exactly. He has blonde hair and a slingshot in the movie. So I, it's so close to being recommended, but it just didn't make it. So it's kind of unfortunate on that one. Yeah, I know. It's really close. So I guess after that one, oh, we're still in international waters. <laughs> we have a silly one. Moscow Heat. Nevsky, oh, Alexander. Yeah, Nevsky. <laughs> I believe that is the first Nevsky that we both saw, right? Yes. If you remember, we watched this at uh, our friend's house, our Brendan. <laughs> yeah. And I think he fell asleep. No, no, the Joyce second, fell asleep. Joyce fell asleep. The second, no, 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 she fell asleep during the not not the movie, the the menu screen. The menu screen. We couldn't even get to the menu screen. She fell asleep. <laughs> That's a that's a new one. <laughs> so before even hitting play from the DVD menu, she was out. She was out like a so, light. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, she missed Alexander Nevsky, yeah. which it was well, funny. Uh, she's from the Philippines. I think we've, we've asked her about these uh, movies. Like, hey, that's where you are. <laughs> and I think she had no idea what we were talking about. Yeah, like, <laughs> were you there? <laughs> I mean, it's—I don't want to say that's racist, but uh, it no, was. Uh, it's just a question because she no, wasn't. I know. Yeah. No, I know, I know. And someone I used to work with, who I think knows about the podcast and might be listening, oh. um, knows that we watch a lot of movies from the Philippines. And I would ask her questions, and she, she knows what I'm talking about. But you know, there's only so much most people know about this stuff. But I mean, right. she knew about Vic Diaz, you know, who's oh, in basically really? every Filipino movie. And <laughs> that's great. Um, and. And she appreciated that we have an appreciation for the movies that were shot in the Philippines or made, you know, not just shot there, but made by Philippine crews. And um, so, yeah, the Joyce thing is not unique to us. I asked her about this stuff, too, and she kind of knew what I was talking about. I like hearing that. I like I like hearing that because now we someone knows Vic Diaz or maybe they'll know uh, Willie well, Williams. Well, she knew him. No, 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 she knew, of, she knew him. of him. She knew the name. That's amazing already. Or who's the other guy we always talk about? Um, Joe Marie uh, Aviana. Yes, but there's another guy. Oh, Zale Nick University. Oh. <laughs> Zale University from the movie uh, Search, Search for, for Vengeance. Vengeance. <laughs> well, we should talk about Moscow Heat for just a minute. Okay. Um, Alexander Nevsky is like he's like one of these uh, Russian cops on the edge, and then not really. He, he sits on the back that he's like they're going to be the new Schwarzenegger. I mm. pre or oh, that's this is for Christmas in two thousand five. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure mom was like, "What a nut!" You know, like, what? <laughs> Moscow Heat. My son what? wants a Moscow Heat for Christmas. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you know, I heard nothing about it. Just I had Michael York and Joanna Pakula. It's like that's enough for me. I didn't know who Nevsky was, but like it looked cool. Like, whoa, it's a guy with a gun on the cover. It's red. It was like a red background. So, yeah, because it's Moscow. <laughs> that's how easily swayed I am to these things. Oh, I, well, so, the, the remarkable part about that is that you weren't even familiar with Nevsky. You were buying oh. it based on the supporting cast. Yeah, I just, I just, I know my Michael York. So I was like, oh, Michael York's in this? I think he wrote a whole book about being in Russia, being in this stupid movie. <laughs> you haven't read that, have you? No, no. I have to look up the title, but he's like, 
I can't do a Michael York impression, but it's like, I was in Moscow Heat. Whoa. <laughs> you see, if you're going to buy movies just because Michael York's in them, then get your bank account ready because he's been in a lot of movies. He's one of those actors that just loves to work. Oh, I have a fair amount of his movies. I just double check his uh, filmography to see what ones well, I have. And we don't have time for that. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Moscow Heat, I mean, it's a kind of an interesting kind of newer action movie. I know it's 2005, but or 2004. Well, that's but new by fun. our standards. Yeah, it's it's fun. I mean, you, you turn off your brain and you enjoy. And it's Nevsky, and we saw Treasure Raiders with Nevsky, and that was goofy fun. Goofy. I think I like Treasure Raiders just a little bit more. Understandable. Because, you know, that's like a mishmash of a bunch of things, including Fast and Furious. Yeah. He's like, like Nevsky was in it. And, yeah. But they're also hunting treasure, so it's yeah. it's very nutty. So I like that about that. Fast and the Furious and National Treasure smushed yeah. together. Yes, that's what it is, except made on a low budget with Alexander Nevsky. And so, Sherilyn Fenn and David Carradine. Yes, and, so to me, that gains it some points. I like that she's, what, married to... Uh, she's married to Nevsky, uh, Sherilyn right. Fenn. So right, I think... Yeah. Or at least his girlfriend. She looks a little older, but it's kind of fun to watch. Like, what? What are you doing here? <laughs> well, that's kind of like Michael York in Moscow Heats. You think you'd have something better to do, but I guess because not. Because then the, the Nevsky stir, um, he, you know, he we've seen Maximum Impact and Showdown Manila, so Manila, which should be on our list because yeah, it's in Manila. I think we might have talked about that last time. Oh, okay, never mind then. Oh, well, I think we did. <laughs> I guess. Hmm, look at this thing. He's in a movie, I'm not sure this came out, called Red Prophecies. So it's got Alexander Nevsky. Look at this cast. It's like, get ready, Brett. <laughs> Hold on to your seat. I'm, I'm right here. Nevsky, Eric Roberts, Catherine Van Dien, Stephen Baldwin of Biodome 1 and 2, <laughs> and <laughs> Michael Madsen. So are you going to sell your soul to get a copy of this? Like, are yeah, you like I drilling yourself soul. through the floor to try and figure out how you can see this movie? I'm going to have to fly to Russia asking Vlad Putin for a copy because it's, it's not here in our shores. Um, when yeah. was it made? Unfortunately, it was made in 20, 2014. So I don't know what the heck's uh, the holdup. So hopefully it was made, but it's all your favorite people. I couldn't like, <laughs> Madsen's always dropping by Russia now. It's just like he's watching these ridiculous movies more than ever before. He's in some Lifetime what? movie. I think it was like the wrong coach, and it's like he plays like a swimming coach for like four seconds. He's like, ah, I'm gonna swim over there. <laughs> Do that lap, and then that was it. That was it. It's like, <laughs> well, uh, speaking of Lifetime, maybe this is a bit of a diversion, but I did watch. Your movie, The Perfect Wife. Oh, how was it? It's a Lifetime movie. Oh, so, oh it is. Okay. But it, it's not bad at all. It's But it's, you know, get ready for that Lifetime kind of feel. Um, I'm not good. It's The Perfect Bride. No, they can go right next to that in your collection. But you know, <laughs> The Perfect Bride is a better movie. But, you know, it's like The Temp, The X, The, um, the, Secretary. the Secretary, all these movies, um, The Night Caller, all these psycho thrillers. And I realized after watching except well let me before i get ahead of myself it's directed by don e fauntleroy the guy who directed right. all those seagal movies yes today you diet you know yeah so seeing as he's not the best director he doesn't really inject it with a lot of 
pizzazz. Well, but that might not be his fault if he's doing it for a lifetime. But well, he um, did direct Urban Justice, which is one yes, of the so he did direct movies. one of the best Seagal movies. So yeah, let's surprised. keep that in mind. But see, I've <laughs> noticed that guy outside McDonald's, and yes. actually made that great Seagal movie. That was the impetus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, absolutely. But um, having watched a lot of these psycho thrillers, aka from hell movies, because it's always right. such, such from hell. But this one, you know, I would say it's the bride from hell. But it, it, it is. It's the wife from hell. And um, <laughs> uh, but I noticed it kind of lives and dies on the psycho. Oh, another one is yeah. um, Sweet Murder. That was a psycho. Movie yeah, too. that was a, the ending was weird, though. Yeah. Um, but, it, but like in like I was saying in the Nightcaller, like Tracy Nelson, it's like she's a really good psycho. Like She's really good in the movie. I look um, forward to watching that. Um, this one, I uh, forget her name even, um, but she's not someone I was familiar with, but she, she doesn't go far enough. You know, she's kind oh. of tame in, in her really? psychoness. I had a feeling before I bought it. I was like, wait, this is, I, I know I, I kind of almost put a stopper on it, but I bought it anyway. No, but but the, the crazy part about it is that cover, yeah. which God only knows why they went with this completely misleading wackadoo box art, which yeah. has nothing to do with the movie. Well, um, so it. don't let that scare you. Well, but it does have a yellow tape. Don't forget, it's a yellow yeah, tape. And there, um, the character, uh, is it? Um, is it York or Maverick tape? It might be Maverick. Um, but, um, but Max Gale. All is, of them, yeah. Yeah. Um, he's probably my favorite character. He's like the family lawyer. He's really good in it. Okay. Um, I bet it's like a, a decent, I think they call him programmer. So. Yeah, that's what it is. As you would say, watch it in the afternoon. Yeah. Or what? This seems like a morning movie to me. Or morning. Yeah. Yeah. I can't go at nighttime. I don't think. No, so. I wouldn't. No. So but anyway, that was a aside. Yeah, I thought you know people I'm, listening might want to hear about these psycho movies. Yeah, um, I, I love these psycho. Well, I guess if you want to compare it to the Secretary, which you just watched, Secretary is better. Um. Yes. Oh, so that was one with Lisa Zane. No, no, that's the nurse. The nurse. <laughs> um. And she was really good in the nurse. The, um, yeah, nurse was good. I like the nurse because it all it lives and dies in the psycho. You know? Yes, which I'm just learning now. And so Tracy Nelson, really good in Nightcaller. Oh, Secretary, who was the psycho in that? I, I haven't watched it yet, but it wasn't. Uh, it was some woman that kind of looks like the temp. You know, it's like... <laughs> uh, I, and there's something I watched recently because I'm kind of blanking. Oh, the secretary. Remember, I bought it a couple of weeks ago, and so yeah, secretary. Uh oh, kind of uh, one eye out the other. All I need to know is the cast. Like, if I know who's in it, it'll pop back into my brain. You but, want me to look um, it up quickly? Because might as well. Well, so, yeah, you look it up, but give me the next movie, and I'll talk about it while you look it well, up. I'm right here. It's Mel Harris is the cast. It's Mel Harris, Sheila Kelly, Deidre Bosnell. Is that the psycho? Uh oh. Are you sure I watched this? It's not ringing a bell. James Russo. Remember oh, Barry, yes. Oh, okay, right. Yes, James Russo. Yes, yes. yes Barry Bostwick. Um, oh, Barry Bostwick, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's an enjoyable one. Yeah, oh, that's okay. a good one. It's in my pile. I mean, to, to me, it. The Perfect Bride is almost like the, the one of the best ones, I think. This happened to stumble upon that at the archives. Like, oh, Perfect Bride. All right, I'll watch this. I like Kelly Preston. So. Yeah, yeah. Perfect Bride, then maybe Nightcaller. Ah. Yeah. So, and, and then this <laughs> secretary. These are just the direct-to-video ones. I'm not even counting the temp and the, the crush. And uh, There's a nurse I have. That's not the direct-to-video, too. So. Yeah, and then the nurse. That, that's that's top oh, five. The stepdaughter. 
the steps you said not to watch that one. Well, I just well, I mean, if you like, if you, it's kind of like the perfect wife in a way. Just it kind of pulls his punches a little bit. It's not, it, mm. but it's still a psycho movie. So it's no one the nurse. No, well, what is? Um, but anyway, so getting back on track. Yeah. So, hmm. Now I was going to briefly mention Amsterdam. Oh, we're already we're towards still, the end. Yeah. Well, list. I'm at the international. No, we're not done yet. We have a few more. Okay, so the international date line. Still in international waters here. Okay. Well, I love Amsterdam. It's a, it's a great movie. It's it's fast. It's great characters. Awesome. Um, Hube Staple. Yeah. yeah, Hube Staple. Yeah, the great Boches. Great locations. Great music. Great 80s atmosphere. Great pacing. Yeah, really top notch movie. Well, what's funny about it, the director, you know, Dick Moss, yes. he made this movie I have called The Silent Witness. I don't know if it was, it's pretty junky, but it has William Hurt, Jennifer Tilly. Michael Chiklis and Dennis Leary, and it's ridiculous movies. Like a, a blind girl or a deaf girl sees like a murder, and she's on, she's on the run in you know Sweden. <laughs> mm. so, I mean, it sounds good. That sounds good. You just uh, turn off your brain. Just you got shit off your brain. That's one. And also the uh, the the lift, but there's that remake called the the shaft or the, the remake of the lift. So I haven't seen either the original down, or the remake of the lift. Down. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. I mean, I know Dick Moss directed The Lift, but that's all I know. He directed the remake called Down. It has Michael Ironside and uh, Ron Perlman. Pretty uh. So it, it's also it's, it's very silly. What's funny about Silent Witness is that Dennis Leary, they asked him about it. And mm-hmm. like on this like funny or die uh, thing, I can't find it anymore. I was looking, searching for it today because I knew we were going to be talking about Dick Moss for a second. It's like scrubbed. Like there's two parts. Like Dennis Leary talks Dennis Leary movies. There's part one you can find, but part two talks about Silent Witness. And I remember, I remember what he said though. He's like, "Yeah, this movie sucks." I knew, <laughs> I knew it was gonna suck when I was on. It's like, ah, <laughs> so it's kind of funny. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I I love when these actors and people are honest in their interviews because if you watch a lot of these interviews like that are on Blu-rays and DVDs, people are usually so complimentary. Like, oh, it was great. Everyone was oh, great. Like, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. Like, awesome, 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 awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, people are usually very complimentary. And I think one of the reasons for that is, I mean, it might be true in nine times out of 10 cases, but I think, you know, they're worried about their careers. You know, if they start bad mouthing people, then they'll lose work. Well, you, know, you always so. see those on the beginning of the DVDs or Blu-rays, like the commentaries, the interviewers yeah. are <laughs> Yeah, are just are just part of the soul. <laughs> I can't say yes, laughing. I know. <laughs> See, I remember before that was on any DVDs, yeah. or, and then someone must have said something, and then they had to yeah. start adding that. Yeah, now they you can't skip it, and they have it in Spanish and French. <laughs> That's in and, French now. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a French one where. And so not only do they have that warning, which you can't skip, they have in at least two other languages. <laughs> the le commentary and le interview yeah, yeah. Are, like, are, are the sole providers. <laughs> le sole yeah, they're, not the, they're not representative of the parent company. And, yeah, the parent company, La Disney. You know? Uh, like, <laughs> so. um, I got a few more places. We're, we're out of international waters. We're going okay. back. So now we're heading home. We're heading home. We're going to start off with I hope we didn't talk about this in the last episode, but Manhattan no. Chase. Uh, no, I, don't that. I don't think we did because I think I remember bad mouthing <laughs> Lauren Avedon. <laughs> we um, always do that in every other episode. Just I, we we bad mouthed him very briefly, and we were talking about King of the Kickboxers for Jerry Trimble. I remember um, that, so I don't think we mentioned Manhattan Chase. 
So if you remember Manhattan Chase, do you? <laughs> no. But but no. if you start talking about it, I might. Well, let me guess. He was unlikable in the movie. Well, he has like a kid and he has a Game Boy, and that was like the best part. And I think <laughs> they show like Doctor Doolittle, uh, like a like the Marquis. So it's like anything that's not Lauren Avedon. Like <laughs> <laughs> so anything that's kind of like a picture of the time. Yeah, is what we liked. Exactly. I, I think it's more fun, you know. I but it's a Godfrey Home movie. I was one shot in New York, but it's just very kind of junky. If if you remember, um, I'm gonna double check. Well, Godfrey Ho himself didn't like working with Avedon. No, no, we mentioned that before. And uh, what's his name in the movie? Jason Reed. <laughs> mm-hmm. and he he's a man who just got out of prison, and then he has a young son named Tommy. But he's, of course, he's his very, name is Tommy. <laughs> I guess he slouches a lot, so we had so we said that he had serious back posture issues. <laughs> Who, Tommy or Lauren Tommy. Avedon? No, Tommy oh. does. His young son Tommy has he's a terminally depressed tot with a serious <laughs> back posture issue. Oh. So, I think was, <laughs> so every time he speaks we say we go, Shut up <laughs> yeah. to Lauren Yeah, Avedon. well I do remember that, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh I just you don't really I mean if you take out the Lord Avedon part of it, I guess it's kind of silly because of sped up action and goofy reactions and fun. You know, also, Bullworth is on the marquee. <laughs> Can't make that movie today. It's like, well, never, like, it sounds like he's rapping. Of course. How could I forget? Ghetto Superstar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't think he sings that song, though. He just raps. No, I, no, I know. But that's from the soundtrack, I believe. Yeah. Oh, that was the hottest song of 98. I mean... I remember listening to that like on his like little radio with my friend, also named Brett. It's like it's my turn mm. to listen to Geno Superstar. <laughs> there was a camp, right? There was a camp. Well, we were on the bus to oh. camp. I'm not sure we could listen to Geno Superstar at camp, and uh, but on the bus to camp, it's like when Geno Superstar comes back on, I want to listen to it. <laughs> but are you sitting next to each other? Can't you both hear it? Well, you know these all these old '90s radios. It's kind of you know tin ear. You know, it's kind of small. You know. It's not oh, so you loud. want to carry it around on your shoulder like they used to in the old days. Yeah, but I had this little radio. I mean, you know, it wasn't the best. You know, you could hear it, but not. It's always kind of scratchy sounding, you know. So, yeah, Manhattan Chase. Well, we said not to be confused of Chase Manhattan Bank. Right. <laughs> I wonder if that was on purpose. I think if you can find it for cheap or watch it for free, it's worth watching. It is, it is rough Hawk. Let's not forget. Right, Rothrock's in it, and it does have those crazy Godfrey Ho touches. Yeah, so... so we're not saying not, that steer completely clear, but... No. Know what you're getting no, into. It's no undefeatable. Or well, no. No, we'll probably because it doesn't have John Miller. Because <laughs> he didn't... I love John Miller in that movie. He, why can he make a comeback? Mm, as you always say, it's never too late. Never too late. Now, we're on the last uh, four movies... Okay. Which are, we're going to we're ending our trip. We're going to Miami now, as wow. as promised. Wow. So okay. Start off of Miami Horror. Now, it's a classic Warbeck. Yes. You remember Miami Horror? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, um, it's it's also called Miami Golem, I believe. Yeah, I, was, and, I was just about to say that. It's one of those great movies made by Italian crews in. America, I mean, kind of like Nightmare Beach and a lot of others. Nightmare Beach is so cool. It's great. I love Nightmare Beach. And I watched the interview with, uh, who did the music for it? Claudio Simonetti. It's like, yeah, yeah, Nightmare Beach. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how much he remembers about doing the music like, for Nine uh, Nights. Yeah, I just did that. Like, uh, it's never a beach. It's like. <laughs> um, but yeah, also, yeah, Ty's talking about from the Blu-ray, which is yeah, the Blu-ray, definitely uh, worth getting. Yeah, um, I bought it. It's, it's worth, a, worth a buy. Yeah, I have it too. And um, yeah, but as far as Miami. Geez, oh, I want to talk about the plot a little bit. People haven't seen Miami Horror or Miami yeah. Golf. Craig Milford, Connecticut, uh, yeah. <laughs> is a Miami-based TV reporter who thinks he's seen it all. But then there's an, you know, some alien race stuff. I don't want to give away too much, but it's so wacky. Yeah. Uh, Alberto DiMartino. Yes. Um, who's made a lot of great movies like The Antichrist and um, I believe The Visitor. Um, you know, interesting director is always up to something uh, pretty wacky and uh, worth and seeing. I know this wasn't directed by him, but I was thinking of Hammerhead for a second. You know, it was Enzo Castellari. Yeah, Enzo G. Castellari, yep. Yeah. That was a wacky one. <laughs> they steal that Guns N' Roses song. <laughs> yes. And, like, there's a Jeep that's riding around on two wheels. Yeah, that was a, that was really awesome. That was worth, and, like, the $25 I spent on, on Amazon. <laughs> Well, so, Daniel Green and Daniel Green and uh, Frank Zagarino, so can't go wrong with that. Yeah, no, that's a that's a winner of a movie. Hopefully, that'll get a better release someday. I would love that. I would love for that the uh, Miami Horror and uh, and Hammerhead. So yeah, I, I feel like Miami Horror is due any day now to get a better oh, like a Blu-ray release. I got lucky. I got a good deal uh, on the tape. Um, but if it ever comes out on Blu-ray, I will be buying it. Oh, I might, I might get, uh, I might double dip. (laughs) So our next movie is an AIP, which is Miami Beach Cops. (laughs) The tagline, the heat is on, like that great song. Well, I'm looking out for you. Whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Um, well i think i know why they did that because it's by glenn fry glenn fry had a connection with miami vice and because miami vice was so hot at the time i mean it was hotter than hot so i think it was piping hot so i think you know low budget filmmakers were trying to you know get in on some of that action i won't say cash in necessarily but they're like okay miami's hot cops are hot Hot miami beach cops and And this is almost like a homemade production. It's it's handmade. It's homemade. It's yeah. a labor of love kind of thing. It has a lot of charm um, to it. A lot of charm, yeah. Well, I mean, we could talk about the plot a little bit. Operation Desert Storm veterans and good buddies, Jeff Rogers and Michael Bream, mm-hmm. return home to Florida, become sheriff's deputies. But they what they weren't expecting was a new war at home. Mm. So lots of local hoods and drug dealers. I don't even. Yeah, we said homemade charm. That's why he said that because that's what we wrote. So it's full of non-actors. Has a fairly amateurish feel, but it's part of the fun. You, you get kind of hooked into the style. So yes, yeah, I, I don't have a bad word to say about Miami Beach Cops. I think that's just the type of movie we <laughs> tend to like. You know, they have a they have like a catchphrase. So they go doink. <laughs> and did he do some sort of hand motion yeah, like a fist like bump a or something like a fist bump or a high five go doink yeah that's like the, the two buddies that's like their thing yeah I think were... <laughs> there's a bar called the cracker house yeah well there, there might be a reason for that but we won't give that away yeah. but the doink guy has nothing to do with the uh, clown slash no, wrestler 
and he won uh, Win for Life. The uh, I believe he did. Yes, the Connecticut the lottery. lottery. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you think if you're play? raking in the money from WWF, as it was known at the time, why would you even be doing scratch offs? But he was, and it paid off for him. Doink. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so I guess um, anything else to say about this one? If you can find it for cheap, it's kind of a rare AIP because it's like yeah, very, it is. I got lucky finding it at uh, you know Best Video, you know, in, in the uh, recoups. So yeah, I mean, this is the type of movie that AIP kind of specialized in. They took these locally made regional movies and gave them a national release, and so we're all very happy about that. Oh, but yeah. unfortunately, they didn't seem to make a lot of copies of them. You know, they weren't in no. a lot of video stores. It's like uh, so now, the, yeah, or um, Brutal Fury. You know, two of their best. You know. It's like almost like they made them in minimum quantities, like a, I don't know how many, but a thousand or a couple thousand, not that many. So now these days you can't find them anywhere, and it's, it's kind just, of a shame. You just maybe find them at the flea market, or if you're really lucky, a Goodwill, or you never, you never know. So everyone just keep searching for these AIPs everywhere. You'll find. Yeah, never one give up. Them. Yeah, yeah, never give up. But you know, I think the problem though is that. Any, the p- type of people like you that really collect them, mm-hmm. they have them. You know, they're yeah, in their homes, point. and they're not selling them. So no. out of the, so you take the minimum quantity, you, then you take out of that percentage. There's people that have them in their collection and are not parting with them. That's like at least half. Then you have yep. ones that are just kind of lost to the sands of time. That's got to be another twenty, thirty percent. So whatever's <laughs> left is not. It's just not around, and it it can be very frustrating for collectors. It's a, that's an amazing point. It just, but you never know. No, you, just, you never know. That's so, you just got to keep searching, keep keep looking, keep turning over every rock. I mean, yeah. antique stores, thrift stores, oh, um, the uh, bottom consignment the shops. Yeah. yeah, look on the bottom of shelves because yeah. that's where all the cool stuff is. Yeah, most so, people only look at the shelves that are eye level. You got to yeah. duck down. Yeah, you got to bend down. Yeah, and really get into it. I mean, I mean, people listening to this probably already know these tips, but yeah. um, just in case you don't, you know. Because um, when I went to Goodwill the other day, I bent down. I found like ten things that are on my list on DVD. Really? Like, yeah. When I found like Den of Lions and a, and a portrait of a large squeeze. It oh right. Like, and well, like, in the day, speaking of movies where Michael Madsen's only in it for a second, you found uh, Diamond Cartel. Yeah, Diamond Cartel. I walked in, Diamond Cartel. <laughs> um, I couldn't so, believe it. Yeah, that's so, a great goodwill find that just keeps you going. So we'll go to uh, the next one. We're almost done. Just a few more. Mm. We have, it's very similar to Miami Beach Cops, Miami Cops. <laughs> Well, the title is similar. The movie is quite different. We have Richard Roundtree and Harrison Mullen Jr. Yes. Um, and Richard Roundtree plays Gamble, and uh, Mullen Jr. plays Bobby Delaware. <laughs> now, again, this is like Miami horror in the sense that it's made by an Italian crew in Miami trying to cash in on Miami Vice. So yeah. I think if they could have called the movie Miami Vice, they would have. But instead, they just went with Miami Cops. And <laughs> so and what results is pretty much what you might expect. I mean, instead of Don Johnson and um, Phil, Michael uh, Thomas. Phil, Phil Michael Thomas, you have Richard Roundtree and Harrison Muller Jr. It's a fun one. I actually watched it a couple months ago. 
and it was fun. It was just like it's just pure silliness. It's kind of it's kind of staid or kind of kind of awkward at times because you know. Like, yeah, but isn't that kind of a good thing? It's part of the fun because it's like yeah. Richard Roundtree just kind of stands there, or Richard just kind of stands there, says no dialogue. <laughs> yeah. And it just, it just, it just, a lot of people just stand in one place, and it's kind of fun. I think I remember that. So I was like, oh, yeah, and I, I laughed and I saw that. And um, there's a lot of funny parts, a lot of interesting moments. I don't want to give away too much, but... Um, but you'd recommend the movie. Oh, absolutely. I guess there's a part where they go undercover at a place called Chassis Disco, which is a real place, in Detroit. So, well, wait, Detroit. don't the cops. <laughs> well, from what I remember, there is some kind of detour into like, Yeah, I think they and, they. and he wears like a cool blue suit, or it's kind of silly, but it, uh, or Roundtree wears a funny suit, but he pulls it off. So. I mean, I watched two Richard Roundtree movies recently. I mean, oh, not knowing. Right? Body of Influence. Oh, I forgot he's in that. He's in that yeah. as, nice. a, as yet another police officer. <laughs> How much screen time does he get? Um, a, a decent amount. Okay. You know, considering it's an erotic thriller, he's not really part of that, but he's he's on the case. And yes. and also, and I think this is a really inspired bit of casting, he's in Jocks. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, he told me he was in Jocks. And, and he plays a college tennis coach. <laughs> and I think that's something about that casting. I really like that. Like, would you think to cast Richard Roundtree as a college tennis coach? I think most people wouldn't. No. But um, Steve Carver, I believe, was the director. Yeah, he did. Movies. Yeah, and um, I thought that was pretty cool. And also, you know, for action connection, you know, and also a good casting choice is Don Gibb is on the right. tennis team. So if you can imagine him, he's doing his typical wild man persona. Where he's like breaking tennis rackets and, you know, <laughs> slamming cans of beer and all that kind of stuff. But he's on the high school, not high school, he's on the college tennis team. So, um so, you know, it's a typical, well, I shouldn't say typical, but in some, a lot of ways, it is a typical 80s comedy. It's a type of comedy that was only made in the 80s, like couldn't be made before or after. It's it's solely an 80s product, um, which is um, what I liked about it. And it also, like Beverly Hills Bratz, has a very catchy opening and closing song. Uh, I look forward to uh, watching this and hearing the song. And uh, Mariska Hortigay is in it, right? Oh, yes. So. Yes. Around the time of Welcome to 18, which is yeah. another great 80s Mariska movie. Um, yeah, she's a lot of – and I watched a movie of her in it today, uh, Blind Side. Oh. Rutger Hauer, I rewatched it. Uh, Ron uh. Silver, Rebecca De Mornay. It's It runs on a little too long, if you ask me, but mm-hmm. it's like – one of his movies you kind of have to say end <laughs> yeah no i hear you but just wait until you hear this on power play from oh, yeah, uh, awesome. from jocks i think you're gonna like it now speaking of power we're gonna end mm. on a super high note which is miami connection it's our last <laughs> I figured this so had to be coming play. yeah yeah oh this <laughs> is this, this is the end well what a place to end well i'd end on this i'd be crazy if i didn't so well <sighs> what can you say i mean it's an awesome <laughs> movie that you can rewatch it anytime. So yes, endless rewatchability, endless fun, endless just eighties majesty. It's just, it's just magic. It has these it great is, songs. It's magic. I mean, against the ninja is a legitimately good song. You know, and the other one, the oh, loyalty, honesty, yeah. that one. Um, Play to win. <laughs> so, yeah, um, friends, friends forever, right? Is that what's called? Oh yeah, oh, that's the yeah. 
Oh, that's the Saved by the Bell song from the Zack Attack no. Fence Forever, right? <laughs> I don't remember that. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, I haven't seen the Zack Attack episodes. There's two Zack Moore references in one episode. Well, you know, Mark Paul Gosselaar is... Uh, you know, a, a specter that hangs over us all. I mean, because <laughs> you know, he, ha- you know, he had the kind of '80s attitude yeah. that a lot of these characters have, like the guy from *L.A. Wars*. Well, I mean, let's not forget that Zach Morris. I know we're, <laughs> we talked about Saved by Bell a few times on this show, but he stops time. That's amazing. <laughs> So. Well, you know, and he had a lot of competition at the time because there was also Parker Lewis can't lose. <laughs> Did you like or Parker Lewis? I, I I watched. It. I remember watching it. Yes. I just <laughs> right. Well, we all know his best movie. Can you guess what it is? Um, oh, oh, oh um, Freshman Fall. Oh, so that's that is uh, amazing performance by Mark Paul Gosselaar. But the Coronemic movie I'm thinking oh. of is the oh. one with Ernie Reyes Jr. and Senior. Oh, great. And Kimo. And Kimo. No, it's the oh, ultimate. Um, isn't it the ultimate match? Um, so oh, the no, no, I forgot it. The ultimate game. Ultimate no, game. Right? Okay, no. yeah. Wait, that's that's the other movie. That's the other Punch Fighter Ultimate Game. No, this oh. is the, it's the ultimate. Um, <laughs> oh, no. I'm going to look up really quickly. Hold on. One no, second. it's an end of the alphabet movie. I remember that. It's like the ultimate uh, sin. No, wait, that's Ozzy Osbourne. Um, <laughs> was that fire in the sky in it? No, <sighs> off the top of my head, I don't recall. All right, give me um, one second. I'm, I'm gonna. Right, I'll, I'll talk for a minute. Um, okay. Anyway, okay. Yeah, I assume, the ultimate fight. Okay, <laughs> it's so obvious it was staring us in the face. Yeah, yeah the ultimate fight. Um, yeah, but we won't say what his name is. So but let's just say this person was mentioned earlier today yes. and has a certain channel devoted yeah. to him. As, um, yeah. <laughs> So the thing about Miami Connections, if you haven't seen it, watch it see now. It. Yeah, watch it I out. imagine most of the people listening to this have seen yeah. it, but in the hey. off chance that you haven't, drop what you're doing and <laughs> see it, because no matter what you're doing right now, it's not as important as watching Miami Connection. Because it puts a smile on your face the whole yeah. running time. How can you not it enjoy does. that? Exactly. What other movies, especially the ones made these days, do that? You know? Not really. I mean, it just, you know, everything's kind of, you know, superhero or kind of grim. He's like, I want something fun. I just want pure fun. So, and well, that's what Miami Connection is. Because yeah, when it's, we it's first so, watched it... Yeah. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 go ahead. No. So when we first watched it, we didn't know there were songs. I, so, yeah, I think that's right. I did, well, the, the quote-unquote hype of the movie wasn't really as big as it became. Right, now it's know. huge. Or semi-huge, I guess. I mean, amongst the cult film community, it's well-known. I think when we saw it, it wasn't quite to the level... It is. I think it had a cult following, but right. it didn't explode it was, yet. Yeah, it was, well, beyond difficult to find back before they had that DVD release. Right. So it was just impossible. But now it's readily available, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. Why cake him? Yep, a great man. Um, so and guess, on the DVD and Blu-ray, there's a whole thing about him. and. Yeah, I, want, you know, I think we watched yeah. some of the features, and there, there's like concert footage and they play the yeah, song. Like a new concert at like the Alamo yeah. Draft House or something like that. You know, Dragon Sound. Also. Yeah, Dragon Sound, the band from the movie. The band that <laughs> it combines 80s rock with Taekwondo. 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 Well, anyway, we can enthuse about Miami Connection from now till Kingdom Come, but I think. I guess, 
That's the end <laughs> of our, uh, yeah. our globe trotting, really. Yes, it is. So, so hopefully you enjoyed our our trip around the country and around the world, and um, we'll try to come up with other wacky ideas. To... Yeah. <laughs> we, we definitely will. So I guess I guess we have uh, plugs. Uh, uh, if you want to email us, email crpodcast at yahoo.com. And Ty. we're on Instagram. Oh, I'm on Instagram, Ty Action Rocks. And we have the website itself, comeuppanceviews.net, which is also on Facebook. And then we're on Twitter under Ty Comeuppance. Because Comeuppance Reviews doesn't really fit in the handle, so I had to think of something. Oh. So oh. that's why I always put Comeuppance Reviews on Twitter, at Comeuppance Reviews. We're like, uh, it doesn't fit, sir. Well, so, but you're the guy in charge of all this, so it's yeah. more than apt that it would be Ty Comeuppance. Yeah. I guess, well, I had to think of something, you know. So um, uh, we're on there since 2010, you know, and I don't have that blue check mark people love so much. So. Right. So we're not verified on Twitter. So, I mean, <laughs> which you think 10 years of loyalty would uh, get us that. And, but I guess we, what, Twitter thinks we can be a fake comeuppance reviews Twitter handle. I mean, <laughs> the, the whole notion of that is very absurd. It's, that's what people support for, like, you know, being legit is a blue check mark. That, that's ridic- That's ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know, you say people are afraid of eggs on Twitter. Well, it, well, yeah, that's what people are afraid of eggs on Twitter. I mean, you don't want to get canceled, as they say now, because people or are even criticized. Oh, can't mm. criticize anything. You got to be nice and happy. No controversy about anything, or you'll get criticized by an egg, which is, means you have no profile <laughs> on Twitter. It's like, it's like, yeah, I know you don't like me. It's like. <laughs> It's, I don't it's like a crazy you well, see, this is why I'm not on social media because I just Good I can't idea. deal with all that. So I don't want to get into a rant. But just, no, no, go ahead. We have a couple no, extra minutes if you want. A couple extra minutes. No, just it just it's just too absurd to even think about. It's no, like, it is. It's very silly, and the fact that people live and die by it is just kind of sad. Yeah, that's you know because remember back in the day, you know, there was MySpace. We gotta have the top seven or top eight, right? Yeah. It's like you're not. You're, I'm not in my. You're not in my top eight. How dare you? Like, yeah, that, that's a serious faux pas. Yeah, that was the the first of like you know getting canceled. Like, no, you're not in my top eight. You're top nine. It's like, <laughs> well, I just I mean, I mean that, Liam Neeson almost came out and almost did that. Like, I don't know who you are. You're not my top eight. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's it's a heck of a way to find out you've fallen out of someone's good graces. Like, yeah, you yeah. go to check their MySpace page. Wait, I'm not in their top eight anymore. What did I do wrong to them? Exactly. And you start crying and, you know, you know, uh, just <laughs> feeling, you know, just nonstop crying, really. <laughs> well, I think I feel like there, there was a lot of crying as it relates to MySpace. Um, well, where is Tom? Well, he, as I think I've said, he's not in anyone's top eight anymore. <laughs> Would be well, funny. We should not be crying for Tom because he no, did pretty well. Uh, I'm his, yeah. I don't care about what's his last name? <laughs> I've heard his name. I, Oh, um, look into that for next episode. Maybe um, you be an action star. I, I think it's, it, yeah, it's like Tom, like, I don't know, like MySpace Stein or something. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Um, <laughs> I'm say Tom Jones for some reason. Well, I wish. Um, <laughs> but we should probably uh, let Yeah, we should probably get out of here. Um, <laughs> but I guess but thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, mm-hmm. and we'll be back soon. Yeah, goodbye, everybody. Bye.
private schools and swimming pools, a different car each day. But my folks don't seem to hear a single word I say. You think it's easy being born into a perfect life? Well, I tell you, it ain't easy when you wish your mother was your wife. Too much money, too much time. What a future! Every time he speaks, we say, we go, shut up. <laughs> <laughs>